So I was thinking today and doing a bit of research amongst some of our uh, friends here, in the, or some of the girls here in the community, about the whole um, absolute mad phenomenon of wedding rings, and maybe, maybe most especially engagement rings, something which I have zero experience in and uh, zero interest in, really. Um, but uh, I know it is a big thing, it's a big step, uh, it's a very important step, it's also a very, very costly step uh, in uh, accosting uh, a, a lady, hopefully, that you know fairly well. Um, so, like, and it's just very, I, I find it really interesting because an engagement ring, the, like the, 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 the meaning of an engagement ring has very, very little to do with what it looks like, right? If you get a nice ring, a relatively simple, straightforward ring, and get a big lump of quartz on it, nicely cut glass, right? I guarantee you, no matter how addicted you are to diamonds, you cannot tell the difference. You cannot tell the difference between well-cut quartz and a diamond. But we see that we know that there's massive symbolism here. Symbolism. Uh, like that if, that is a, the word, isn't it? Symbology, symbolism, symbolism. Yeah, so there's huge symbolism here. Like that if someone is to get you a, uh, an engagement ring and it looks the part, looks, it absolutely looks amazing, and you discover it was bought in Argos for 250 euro. Now, the, the, the ring still looks fine, but suddenly... You're deeply offended. Am I right? Oh, yeah. I, I, I imagine you would be. Deeply offended to discover 250 euro. Is that all I'm worth? So it's, it's like the, the point of an engagement ring is it's supposed to be stupid expensive. It's kind of the point of it. It's the, the point of an engagement ring is that you're worth so much to me, I will sacrifice the price pretty much of a car to put a little bit of an old stone around one of your fingers. Right. And the point is, the point is the sacrifice it costs the, the fiancé to get this for the, for the, the, the girlfriend, now fiancé. Fiancé. Yeah, okay. So fiancé and fiancé and all that. They're all happy out. Okay. The point, is, the point is it's supposed to cost a lot and be a sacrifice. The point isn't it's supposed to look nice. I mean, they all look nice. They look nice if they're fake or real. It makes no difference. Uh, but... The point is, it's supposed to be expensive to show the man's commitment, to show what the man is willing to do, to prove his love. To, uh, I mean, he would have had to save. He would have had to plan this maybe for months in advance. He would have had to save for months in advance. He would have had to discipline himself and not spend money on going to matches, going going abroad, buying new stuff for himself. He's to save up for this thing, and it's worth it because she is. That's the point. Like this sacrifice is worth it. Because in my sight, she's worth everything. And if I'm going to give her my heart, if I'm going to give her my, my very life, if, if I'm going to share my home, my hopes and dreams, if we're going to share a family together, start a family together, then I have to prove to her, and maybe even to myself, that I'm willing to sacrifice myself for her. So there's an awful lot more behind an engagement ring than, would you like a nice day out and we'll call it a wedding? I mean, there's much more to it than that. There's a reason it's supposed to be a sacrifice. Okay, in, today, in today's reading from Genesis, we have what looks like an odd kind of a, a, a situation. Maybe even it looks like it's caused by God. Okay, so we have Cain and Abel. 
uh, time passed and Cain brought some of the produce of the soil as an offering for the Lord. Okay, so Cain brings an offering from the soil, so he's a farmer. He brings a, like a grain offering, we'll imagine. Okay, he brings some, some of the produce of the soil and offers it to God, while Abel, for his part, brought the firstborn of his flock and some of their fat as well. The Lord looks with favor on Abel. So the, the Lord looks with favor on the guy who brings the offering from his flock, but he did not look with favor on Cain and his offering. Okay, so it looks like this is, hang on, why is God doing this? Why is God favoring Abel, not happy with, with Cain's offering, and now Cain goes away downcast? God says, why, why be downcast? There's no need to be downcast. If, you've, if, if what you have done is okay, then there's nothing to be worried about, right? Cain goes and kills Abel. And you might think, well, why, did God, why, why, why was God so demanding? What was the problem? Or what was the difference between Cain's sacrifice and Abel's sacrifice? Now, there's only a small detail, which I think, I think gives away what, what, what the, the point of this reading is. It says, Cain brought some of the produce of the soil. Okay? Abel, for his part, brings the firstborn. And I think that's the difference. Cain brings simply some of the produce, whatever was there, he brings a bit of it and offers it to God. Abel brings the best. He brings the firstborn. He brings, you know, the, 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 the meaning of the firstborn as well, the, 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 the symbolism behind it. Like, this is, this is the first produce that I have. And he offers that to God. So it seems likely that Abel gives the best. Cain gives what was left over. Okay, and that's the difference between their sacrifices. Abel gives something that, that cost him. Cain just simply gives something that was, that was thrown to the side or not a great sacrifice for him anyway. And that's, that's the real difference. Because love demands sacrifice. Love demands sacrifice. I could probably keep saying that for the next 20 minutes because I think we really, really need to hear that and so does the world out there and so does every married couple and so does every couple going out and so does every young man need to know that, that if he's going to win the heart of any young woman he has to be willing to sacrifice himself. Love demands sacrifice. If we don't get that we will never understand love. We'll never understand God. We'll never understand the cross. We'll never understand Mass. Love demands sacrifice. And if, if, if we won't or can't do that, as St. John Paul II said, the person who refuses to love forever, or the, I think actually he says the man who refuses to love forever, will never love even for one day. Because if I can't, decide before God and before the community that I will be faithful to you until death separates us. If I won't commit to that and sacrifice myself in order to make that a reality, then I'll never actually love even for one day. Profound statement from a celibate man. Because love demands sacrifice. Who teaches us this? Well, well God does. Jesus does. Another celibate man, by the way. Jesus teaches us that love demands sacrifice. And when we when we understand that, when we start to, to, to live that, the sacrifice decreases, as in 
the sacrifice becomes easier. I would go so far as to say, you wouldn't have it any other way. Like buying the wedding ring. It's a sacrifice to save up, renounce yourself, self-discipline and so on. But the excitement, the joy, the, the meaning of this ring to you and then to her when you drop to one knee and open that little box and you see her eyes light up and her fingers stretch out, right? And you, do you know the way like I know you and like you and you kind of like me too, I hope. Um, will you marry me? And she goes, oh. And, uh, <laughs> or something, I don't know. <laughs> and then you put on the ring and like, you know this has cost you. And she hopefully knows it costs you. She shouldn't know how much it costs. By the way, apparently there's a thing that you can get a cheap ring for the proposal and then after she has said yes, then she goes and buys the ring that she actually wanted or something like that. But the, I think the, the, the point is still the same. The point is still, he has to still has to pay. So the point is a sacrifice is made to prove love because love demands sacrifice. Love demands sacrifice. And the more we understand that, the more the heart of God makes sense to us. Every time we go to Mass, we go to what's, what was traditionally called the holy sacrifice of the Mass. That's what makes this an altar and not a table. A table, you share a meal at. An altar, you sacrifice something on. This is an altar, not a table. So we're coming to to a sacrifice which is made present again here before us and we get to receive God who is love who has sacrificed himself for us setting the pace of self-giving love that all of us are supposed to follow Lord we ask today that our offerings might be acceptable to you not offerings of, of animals or, or first produce but it still, nonetheless, should be something that costs us. Lord, we want to offer you our hearts. You have a plan for our happiness and a plan for our fulfillment. And in you we will lack nothing, if only we would believe it. Lord Jesus, help us to offer ourselves to you. Help us to unite our day, our crosses, our sacrifices, with the blood of your Son. Help us, Father, to know your love and to live each day from it and for it. Amen.